thank you for joining us on The Skeptic Psychic, where we delve into ancient societies, the ghosts, the paranormal, UFOs, all looking at it from the perspective of the true believer and from the skeptic perspective. Joining me, my partner, my co-host, my sibling, Kimber Rodriguez. Myself, I am Richard Gregg. And again, let's look into being the skeptic psychic. Hello, and welcome once again to the special edition of the Skeptic Psychic, where we're celebrating one of the most profound, most important days of the year, namely my sister Kim's birthday. Happy birthday, Kimbra. Thank you. Um, as I posted on Facebook, for those who, who um, are friends with me, today is a national holiday. You can celebrate by sending me presents and also cake. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> And because we've got this special edition, we just decided to come back to, around to the round table with our two great, uh, wonderful uh, affiliate, uh, I would call us affiliates, uh, Rebecca Friends. and Pat from Ghostly. Ghostly. Hey, everyone. Hey, and happy mm -hmm. birthday, Kim. That's happy very birthday. exciting. Happy birthday Thank day, you. birthday week, birthday, birthday month. Birthday year. Birthday year, yes. mm -hmm. yeah. quarter, you know. Mm -hmm. well, I'm lucky it's at the beginning of the month, so I can just celebrate the whole month, and it's the my favorite month. month of the year. So. Yeah, best month, absolutely. In spooky yeah, season so too. I mean, that's perfect. Are you now? <laughs> um, I stopped at 22. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will not go any higher than 22. It makes sense. I mean, my grandpa. I mean, my grandma stopped at 29. My mom, uh, dad at. 27 you stopped at 25 so being the youngest i had to stop at 22. no i i didn't i'm still i'm gonna be 52 this year so ah mm -hmm. couldn't remember yeah, you that said you stopped, that at stopped at 25. Oh. either way <laughs> congrats on 52 years then too so right yes <laughs> so what's today's uh, round table topic today just one sec. Sorry, I have a little bit of a interruption. Okay. All right. Well, I will. I will say just real quick before we get into our today's topic that um, Kim and I did. I mean, speaking of age, felt really old on our ghostly <laughs> AMA the other night because we're both talking away about our favorite teen idol, and then the young people in the car are like, "We don't know who that is." Yes, I was yeah, like, great. you're that's kidding great. me, right? Great. It's really great. <laughs> and that's for the yes. cello. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right. Not that old. Exactly. <laughs> she is still my favorite teen idol. I don't have a crush on her, but I just like her smunkiness. <laughs> Pat, yours was, uh, what's, what's, what was it? Patty Duke? Is that it? Was no, that, that was not my <laughs> crush. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, who is the? What was the show where they were like twins or whatever? That yeah, was it. Patty but that's not. The, show, but, right? that's, yeah. but that's not my. No, what are you talking about? No, I would I say know. I. I grew up with like a Debbie Gibson kind of thing. So there you go. Although yeah. I met her, she was not as nice as what I thought she was going to be. But whatever. Really? I always thought she would be like super sweet. She was bothering her, I'm sure. I oh, met her at a church and uh, I did. I was like, is that Debbie Gibson? And she just turned to me and said, it's Deborah. <gasps> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> she went through a phase. She went through a phase. It's over now. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's done. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like Alyssa Milano or something like that. Right. That's what I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. I mean, maybe no, not punk. What are you talking about, Rebecca? <laughs> You're going all weird on me now. She's cute. Uh, well, she does adult movies now. I think so. No, oh, come no. on, no. no, that's not true. I no. think so. Sorry, uh, Punky, if I'm wrong though. No, she just did like a reboot. I think of her show. Yeah, she's doing the the reboot of Punky Brewster. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know she has had some some issues yeah. and yeah. All right, well, sorry, I didn't mean to take us totally off topic. I just thought that. I do have to say, Betty Rubble was kind of hot. 
I go way back. Yes. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I Our oldest brother actually. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our oldest brother was in love with Vilma and Daphne. Mm. I mean, sure. Makes sense. I'm more of a Chitara kind of guy from Chitara. Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, I guess we better <laughs> right. get on topic. I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> this isn't the topic? Red. Oh my god. I'm so unprepared now. It's like <laughs> yes, yes, listeners, we do actually have a topic tonight. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I, I really like this roundtable we're going on about, you know. <laughs> yes, but it has nothing to do with anything in the paranormal. Yes, exactly. Mm. Well, and, and and just for for those watching, it was in fact Corey Haim that was yes. our, 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 yes. our uh, uh, teen heartthrob crush. So just in case yes. you're like, they did all this and they didn't even tell us. <laughs> I got yes. somebody that's interrupting the the oh, I see that. whoa <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were suddenly an angel you were an angel there <laughs> yeah so, excuse me about that huh. but i am interested i know you were getting on uh in at least into the paranormal you were saying that Corey hayne has a or Corey feldman came out with a show where they were trying to contact his ghost well he was on a show with a psychic that goes to he goes to people's houses and like gives them readings and lately he's been doing like a celebrity version and i saw the episode where he went to Corey feldman's house and talked to him and one of the spirits that he felt he could see or talk to was like he didn't know who Corey him was he claimed but he mm-hmm. the things that he said made it clear to Corey feldman that it was Corey him so I don't know. Well, I mean, the people we were talking to the other night didn't know who Corey Haim was, so maybe no. it's possible. So I mean, yeah, he's a young guy. He's a young kid yeah. that does the psychic, so it's possible. Yes. So tonight we getting on topic. Um, <laughs> sorry, ADD brain. Um, tonight we wanted to get together to discuss one of my favorite hauntings. Um, and this place kind of has a special meaning to me, which I know is going to sound weird. <laughs> um, but we're actually discussing the Cecil Hotel. And dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the oh. reason, yes, the reason this has a special meaning to me is Cecil is actually a family name that we have. Mm. Um, our great grandfather, our uncle, um, our, my uncle's cousin and his son all have the name Cecil. So I wow. guess that kind of drew me to this uncle. location. Yes. Yes. So I, I this mm. kind of drew me to that location because of that. Um, so yeah, so that's why I wanted to, for my special day, discuss the Cecil Hotel. And I know there's a lot of mystery and a lot of weird things that go on here. So, you know, we just wanted to get everybody's opinion on it and so you want to kick it off, Rick? Uh, kind of having problems with, with my computer, so. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're still right. having problems? <laughs> oh, joy. I mean, well, uh, it, you, I keep freezing on you guys, and I can hear everything you're saying, but I can't see you. Oh, okay. It looks, oh, okay. Us, it looks, looks like you're good to go, but. Right. Yeah. Um, so why don't you start off, Kim? Okay. One sec. So um, just a little bit of history. It did open December 20th of 1924, and it was considered a budget hotel. It had 14 floors and 700 guest rooms, and it was built by three people, William Banks Banner, Charles L. Dix, and Robert H. Shops. Um, And not only was it a budget hotel, but it was also kind of a destination hotel for business travelers and tourists coming to the LA area. It was also designed by Loy Lester Smith in the Beau art style. Um, this was an important style in France back up until the 19th century ended. Um, it did draw upon the French neoclassicism and also incorporated Renaissance and Baroque. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> incorporated Renaissance and Baroque elements. Um, it's not however, fixed, it's Baroque. <laughs> there you go. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> they did, however, use uh, modern materials for the day, such as iron and glass, and was heavily influenced by the American architecture from 1880 to 1920, um, which is also uh, another time that I love, that whole Victorian time. I don't know what it is about the Victorian era. I mean, it was really one of the worst eras that we had. But as far as like humanity it, goes, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. But something about the beauty of it, mm. the way they dressed, the architecture, it just totally draws me in. Ooh, got my notes finally. Oh, <laughs> yay! Woohoo! Yes. So um, in the 40s, with the economy strengthening, it was a popular destination through the decade. And the following decades saw the hotel's popularity decline. Um, as it was known at that time as the area of Skid Row. And in 2008, the new owners took over and refurbished a portion of the hotel. It was in 2011 rebranded as a stay on Main with its own interests, entrance, sorry, tongue doesn't work, <laughs> mm -hmm. while still operating as the Cecil in other sections. So, you want to pick up there, bro? Yeah, in 2014, uh, it was sold for $30 million to the New York hotelery Richard Bourne, who then leased the building to another New York firm, the Simon Barron Development, on a 99-year lease. Well, he's going to be making wow. money for at least in the next 100 years. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, considering the where it's at now, the state it's right. in now. Right. Yeah. In 2016, Mount Barron, the president of Simon Barron, stated he was committed to the preservation of the historically significant parts of the building, such as the Grand Lobby, but otherwise planned to completely redevelop the interior and fix the chaotic repair jobs done up until then. The hotel closed in 2017 for the renovation, but got suspended due to COVID. Everything got suspended due to COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It did. Yeah. The world shut yep. down for a little bit. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Still trying to pick up after that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In February of that same year, the LA City Council voted to make the Cecil a grand historic cultural monument due to its historical its significance due to architect. The hotel reopened in December 13th of 2021 as an affordable housing complex operated by the Skid Row Housing Trust to offer affordable housing for 600 low-income residents. Now, that's just the back history of it up to now. Yes, now we're going to get into the good stuff. Well, I mean, I just want, can I add one thing to that? Of course. I think you guys did an awesome job with the history, but my favorite fact about the Cecil is that um, a little band, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, called U2, um, they performed on a building rooftop next to the Cecil Hotel, and it was for the band's official video for Where the Streets Have No Name. And uh, they used the footage from this performance in the video, so you can see it in there. Awesome. Yeah, that's one thing I love about you, too, is some of their videos. I know that um, Everybody Hurts was actually filmed on I-10 during rush hour uh in San Antonio, so I always thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, YouTube, and, the only band that uh, uh, goes to streets with no, uh, no name and can't find exactly what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, my good friend Shelly has piped in and says, evening all. Thank you, Shelly, hey, for Shelley. joining us. Hi, Shelly. Um, I know you were really interested in hearing about the information tonight, so I hope we keep you entertained and you enjoy it. <laughs> yes. So now we get into the good stuff. Um, these are just some of the creepy deaths. Um, in April of 1929, 33-year-old Dorothy Robertson of San Francisco was hospitalized after wandering around the hotel for three days. It appears she was depressed over the sudden death of her husband and tried to poison herself and with barbiturates, but she did fail at that attempt. Um, there was also an elderly man 
that was picked up near death after drinking poisoned liquor. Um, it was rumored that Cecil resident George Ford, who was a su successful dealer of morphine and opium, may have been involved with, with that incident. Mm. And then they yeah, had... It was uh, back in 1929. You have to understand that there were mm -hmm. rum runners, there were uh, illegal booze was going on. So mm -hmm. Mr. Ford was probably making a nice little killing. Yes. Literally. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, who knows? Maybe it was like some homemade moonshine or something like that that was made incorrectly. And that's what caused the poisoning of it. I mean, yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. Um, however, the first suicide happened January 22nd in 1927, and that was of Percy Orman Cook. At age 52, he shot himself in the head in his room after falling, I'm sorry, failing to reconcile with his wife and child. Um, he was rushed to the hospital. However, he died that same evening. Um, and then we have another one in 1931. W.K. Norton died at the age of 83 in his room after taking poisoned capsules. Interesting. They have something to do with um, poison a lot, I see. Yeah, it seems like yeah, poison. Uh, so far we're looking at uh, suicides. Yeah, yeah, suicide is a big thing for this hotel. For yeah. sure. There's been a lot of suicides there. That and if you think about it, I mean... Uh, Shelly uh, suggests? Yeah, and again, this could be... Um, it was Skid Row, a lot of people down on their luck. And, you know, I mean. Well, you had I'm... people that were staying there as a hotel, but you had also people that, like, it was like a weekly, like, I'm, I live here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was, a, right. it was like, that, that had almost like a permanent place there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's literally 10,000 um, people without homes that are right around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, it this is interesting. He actually checked into the room a week prior using the name James Willis, and where he put he was from was Chicago. So there's a, oh, a little link for you guys there. Chicago, so we connection. love that in Chicago. Mm -hmm. yes. we do. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's been uh, like over 16 unexplained or like violent deaths there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot. I don't know if they're unexplained, though. I think that they're perfectly explained. As far as most of them are suicides, <laughs> people shot themselves, people took poison capsules. We don't know yeah. what kind of poison. <laughs> what happened. Right. I, I do agree that the deaths were explained, except for one, um, which I kind of have my own theories on, and I'm sure we'll get to that recently. Um. But yeah, there was also um, in 1938, Grace E. Margot, at the age of 25, fell from a ninth story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires that wrapped around her body. And she did later on die at the hospital. Now on this one, it was never determined if she fell accidentally or if it was a su suicide um, or unexplained. Yes, thank you. I mean, she could have been pushed out. She could have committed suicide, or she could. Have I been mean, we know how, what she died from, but that doesn't. But not. Really. I was going to say, there's three reasonable the explanations for it. Just because it's well, unexplained doesn't mean with, the explanation uh, is unreasonable. She exactly. was staying with a sailor by the uh, by the name of M. W. Madison from the uh, USS Virginia. He stated mm -hmm. that she was sleeping at the time, and he had no idea why she would have jumped. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Really <laughs> Yeah. I totally believe that. Whenever there's a guy involved, I have to kind of second guess it. No oh, offense yeah. to any of the guys. Whenever there's okay. a significant other that's there, I would say. Not just guys, but significant yeah, I other. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Whenever there's a, a second person there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how convenient that he didn't hear anything or see anything. I yeah. swear, she was taking a nap. <laughs> I just went out to go get a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, in 1939, Marine Fireman Roy Thompson, at the age of 35, committed suicide by jumping from the building. 
um, and he was found in the skylight of the building next door. Um, there is no reason known for his suicide, but he had been residing there for prior weeks, weeks prior to his death. So, yeah, um, a lot of. Goes on. Yes, yeah. the list goes on here. Um, trying to go through, we have like so many deaths here, and I'm like, okay, let's go <laughs> oh, through yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cafe manager who was a longtime resident of the Cecil. He was killed by a uh, nearby bar called the Waldorf Cellar mm. after getting to a gunfight with the bartender, who happened to be his childhood best friend. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, this one I know is one of the first hauntings. Um, there was, in 1963... It had its first murder on its hand when the body of Pigeon Goldie Osgood was found. Um, she was a retired 65-year-old telephone operator, and she was found in her room. She had been um, assaulted, stabbed, and beaten, and then finally strangled. Um, I know she is one that they say haunts um, the location. What a name, too. Yes. Pigeon Goldie. <laughs> yes. Great What's name. A it says she earned her nickname as often as she often fed the birds in Pershing Square. Oh, now I feel bad yeah. for saying that she had a good name. I don't know why. But, I mean, that's a, it's a good name. That's not a bad name. It is thing. a good name. Yeah, it yeah. is a good name. Yes. Yeah. Um, and next to her body was a Dodgers cap that she always wore and a sack of her bird seed. Aww. Aww. Yes, um, going, you know, going into another great case of January 47, Elizabeth Short, a.k.a. the Black Dahlia, was reportedly mm -hmm. seen at the Cecil Bar shortly before she was brutally, brutally, brutally murdered. It's been said she was staying at the guest and she's actually been, uh, her ghost has been seen uh, at the bar a few times. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, that's yeah, actually I've, one I've of my favorites. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite unsolved mysteries. Yeah, that's always a a story. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> that's a good, bad, interesting one. Yeah. Yes. Um, in the seventies and eighties, Richard Ramirez did stay stay there during oh, yeah. his killing spree. Um, I don't think the he. Night Stalker. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't think he killed anybody there, but he did dump his bloody clothes in the dumpster and mm -hmm. walk to his room naked. Um, I always wondered about that. Like what kind of energy mm -hmm. comes with this type of person? Like, cause I mean, he was evil in my opinion. I do believe there are evil people and he was definitely one of them. So it kind of makes you think like what kind of, energy would be left over from his just being there sure I don't know. so i don't know what do you what do you all think i mean as far as like to me i don't believe in good or evil i believe that everything is in the middle and i believe that this is like mental mental illness that causes these kind of things to happen even in I the believe. most yeah like like a charles manson i I feared him, but I still believe it was some kind of um, mental illness. I kind of believe that, yes, there is such a thing as good and evil, but I also believe in mental illness type situation. I mean, mm -hmm. I can, you can, Charles Manson is just a complete, utter idiot who passed uh, a, uh, a test on how to make uh, a Graduated from how to make friends and uh, <laughs> influence people. Influence people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely a cult leader of sorts yeah. for sure. Yeah, those I eyes think, though. Yeah, crazy. Um, well, yeah. So for me, it, it you, I think you could look at it in a couple ways. Could is it that Ramirez brings a dark energy, or was he drawn to a place that had dark energy in it already? you know interesting yeah i i definitely think he brings a dark he brought a dark energy um i know you say like it is mental illness which yes i agree with that but then if you think about it people who were psychopaths 
they have no emotion. They don't care about people. They don't care about. Mm -hmm. So to me, that takes it a little more into the being just beyond a mental illness. I mean, anybody who can do something like that with no concern of another person. Well, uh, I mean, there's a there's a difference between like a sociopath that uh, seeks help for this kind mm -hmm. of thing. And many do. Um, they see therapists, they go through all that. And then the other ones that just don't care. Don't, right. And that's don't why they're so guilty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like not, not yeah. all mental illness means that you don't know the difference between right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it does if you're psychotic or, you know, see, there's different situations. But like a lot of the time, yes, you might be suffering from a mental illness, but mm -hmm. you still, right, could choose to go to therapy, like you said, Pat. You could, exactly. Yeah, you know, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, Shelly pipes in that she believes mm -hmm. that all the residual energy that she believes that they are drawing the energies there, which mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, a lot of death, a lot of violent death, a lot of mm -hmm. sadness. Yep. Yes. Um, following that same thought, in the early 90s, the Austrian killer, uh, sorry, serial killer, Jack mm -hmm. Unterweger, the poet of death, also stayed there. Um, I'm wondering if he stayed there because he knew uh, Ramirez was there and he wanted to kind of follow in his footsteps. Mm. Um, it does say that he did go back to killing, but the Austrian police were unable at the time to link him to those crimes. Um, well, I mean, he did strangle three um, sex workers while there, though. Oh, yeah. He yeah. killed. Yeah. No, he got caught in the States for sure. Like yeah. He, yes. Yeah. yeah. He mm -hmm. had been in Germany, got caught in Germany, but then they let him out. And then he started killing again. And then he came here and he killed more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Very bad. Yes. But what I'm wondering is, did he kill the women, the, the three sex workers that he killed? Did he kill them at the hotel or was it? off somewhere else and he just stayed there at the hotel yeah i you know i think he i think he actually killed some while there while while he was yeah. living there so i i think it was mm -hmm. in the hotel itself if i remember correctly yeah i don't remember for sure but i feel like that's definitely possible mm, that makes sense um and then in 95, there was an escaped murder suspect, Eric Reed, who was found hiding out in the hotel. Um, so it doesn't say yeah, like it's a great, any other. It's a great yeah. place for them to hide, though. There's lots of rooms and mm -hmm. it's been open for a very long time. So, I mean, these deaths and stuff like that. I mean, I wonder if we looked at a spreadsheet and looked at how many deaths occur at a typical hotel versus this mm -hmm. one over that span. I wonder if it would be similar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, this is the one that I'm most interested in. Um, on February 13th, the body of 21-year-old Alyssa Lamb was discovered in one of the rooftop's water supply tanks. Um, she had been missing for about three weeks, and it does say, like, they did catch her on security cameras acting really weird. Um, so they didn't know if she was having some kind of mental illness or if she um, was being followed. Now, I personally believe that she was being followed and she was murdered because of the fact that it was impossible. The tanks were very high up that she had to climb. The lids were very heavy. It took more than one person to open them when they were discovered when they discovered her body so i can't see how a young girl who was very tiny could climb up there and open it herself to me well, that just well, doesn't uh, make sense she was actually uh, uh what is the word uh Well, she was diagnosed with um, schizophrenia. Yes, that's and, what I was trying to find the word for. Yeah, she was diagnosed yeah. with schizophrenia, and she often would stop taking her medications. Mm -hmm. And her family reported that she acted very odd during these times, and she had tried to commit suicide a few other times. Right. Now, you mentioned about the lid on top of it. 
what was interesting is that um, they believed that the lid was open when she went up there and when she was climbing in, it closed behind her and that's what ultimately did her in. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tragedy. That's for sure. Yeah. So I just, I've always felt like there was more to it that there, cause I, they showed like her looking out the elevator and like pu- pushing the buttons to different floors. So I, I definitely think that, somebody was following her personally that's just my opinion of it um or sadly we'll never maybe. know yeah could be. <laughs> well, well the videos bi- yeah oh go ahead no i was just gonna say being bipolar you actually yeah. kind of sometimes see visions you know that you don't know whether it's fact or fiction you know you're it, it's mm-hmm. real or, or false so Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I this is one where I, you know, I, you know me, I love the paranormal, and I definitely believe the Cecil is haunted, and there are mm-hmm. spirits there, and we can talk about those sightings. But for yes. her story, it just when I really like read through the stuff and like watch things with her, like the fact that she did have, you know, a psychotic episode that she mm-hmm. would go off for medications then when you watch those videos again they just make more sense you know that it's yeah. that it was it was her going through something now that doesn't mean that there weren't spirits there that were like feeding her energy or you know things like that because again i do think it's a haunted place but i i, I do think there are ex- there's an explanation for what happened to her that isn't paranormal but i again as mm-hmm. always when they hide things and they don't tell the full story then it starts to make people think that something else is happening yeah this is true well, and she also had um another trip in mind as well after the cecil that she obviously was not able to go to so you know that is a little suspicious to me that if you're planning to commit suicide there true um why would you plan another trip but i don't think she planned suicide I I mm-hmm. I don't think that she was actually trying to commit suicide at that moment. I think it was an accidental death. Interesting. So, what do you think of the theory that she was? Um, this is going to go over onto the deep end of the controversy. Do it. Do <laughs> the it. Um, the elevator game that supposedly she was playing the elevator game and opened up what is the, the elevator gate? game. <gasps> you haven't heard of the elevator game? I don't know if I have. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> The elevator game is a game that started in, I think it's Korea or Vietnam, Mm. but supposedly you go in the elevator and you push the buttons to go up to a certain floor and then you wait. And then you, when the doors open, you push more buttons to go to another floor. Mm. And then supposedly you get to another floor and a woman is supposed to walk in and you don't say anything to the woman just kind of like ignore her being there. And then you keep going till you get to the top floor. Then the belief is that once you get to the top floor, you open up an alternate dimension to the spirit world. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you haven't heard of that one. That it sounds one. like a Bloody Mary thing. It yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, a really good wow. song by Rogers and Hammerstein. It really is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, wow. so there is a theory going on out there from the people who are into the paranormal because she was seen pushing the buttons and that mm-hmm. that's what she was doing was playing that game. And, in fact, when um, they did it on Ghost Adventurers, they were like, we're going to try out the elevator game. And so he was there, like, pressing on the buttons and trying to. Well, you know, I love Zach. I mean, <laughs> of course. I love Zach. You know, me who and him are buds, you know. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. say, I don't know if that adds to the credibility of it. So, but yeah. Zach and I are like this mm-hmm. on the thumb over here. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh, you got a big um, comment there. Yeah, she yeah. says an even deeper mystery to Elisa Lamb's death after she was found, a huge outbreak of unique drug resistant TB occurred in the same area of her disappearance. How do you diagnose TB with a Lamb Elsa test? Yeah, I, I have heard that, that before. Yeah, oh, so no, creepy, creepy. So many like weird coincidences, weird things for sure surrounding it. Like, I get why people. You know, um, it's yes. one of the few, few, one of the first cases, um, I think there, 
there's a, a you know there's a Netflix thing out there on it and what I found was interesting is they were, were talking about like one of the first like internet mysteries you know where people mm-hmm. like crowd crowdsourcing you know like to solve mm-hmm. the case um but, but unfortunately with that too like people became suspects that like weren't really suspects mm-hmm. and had you know um you know the internet descend on you you know like that's never great so um but it's interesting you know like when you get a lot of minds together to try to solve something right Right. Interesting you bring that up. Um, one of the people that they actually focused on was magician Pablo Varaga, Varagara. And this was due to his heavy death music lyrics and imagery. Um, however, the accusations and hatred grew so much towards him that he almost committed suicide himself and yeah. pretty much stopped yeah. making music altogether. So, And he That's wasn't was at all of. responsible yeah. for anything nope. with it, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. that's it's a shame i mean that's where that's where i mean conspiracy theories you should i mean they're really interesting and they're fun to uh think about but that doesn't mean you need to act upon them you should right. you should you know let the police or the investigators handle those kind of things mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's instead of accusing mechanic. some heavy metal death so. metal guy to mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah, I'm not a big fan of death metal just because I usually can't understand the words that they're yelling, but I still mm-hmm. wouldn't go out and say, oh, well, uh, you're a death metal singer, so you must have been involved with this heinous yeah. incident. I mean, I, I call it dog metal because it sounds like they're barking <laughs> like dogs during it. Like, right? Oh, my gosh. I never thought of it that way, but now that you say it, you're correct. To me, death metal started with Randy Scout Git. Huh. You know, why don't you cut your uh, the way uh, Mickey Donalds would uh, scream it into the mic? Why don't you cut your hair? What and then it just progressed mm-hmm. from there. There you go. Yeah, interesting. But that's the least of the problems is cutting your hair. I would say. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um. More recent. Um. Another thing about the with her death though is it did kind of like. S- an upswing of bookings for people who are intrigued with the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they did have um, a lot of people visiting at that time. Mm-hmm. And they then wanted to stay in the room. They wanted to, you know, they were going up to the elevator. There. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's just, but it's not the safest place to, to stay. And mm-hmm. the rooms are, um, some of them have been rehabbed, but not all of them. And Right. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sketchy there. Yes. Um, on June 13th of 2015, it was speculated that a man committed suicide by jumping from the hotel, though the coroner never determined an actual cause of death, nor was his identity ever discovered. Mm. Um, so that's kind of interesting how they yeah. were. They found him outside, but it's like, okay, did he fall from the window? Did he OD? Right. Now, interesting trivia, if anyone's ever watched the American Horror Story, uh, they had a season in uh, October 7, 2015, called Hotel, which was inspired by the Cecil mm. and Lamb's death. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, on a more lighthearted thing, the hotel can be seen in the background of, um, <laughs> you know, your younger listeners will appreciate this Blink-182's video. The Rock Show in 2001. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now we get into the good stuff. The creepy stuff. Oh, I thought we were already there. (laughs) No, 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 no. Again, you can debate whether or not she, you know, whatever, but that does not mean it's not on it. Yes. All right. While it was closed for renovations in 2017, a man named Pete Monzingo moved in across the street. After witnessing strange occurrences, he began documenting them on his YouTube channel. Um, he has shown footage of balcony doors opening and shutting on their own, mm-hmm. curtains moving with no one in the building, lights turning on and off, and even at one time when the building had no electricity, they were coming on. Now, how does he know that there was nobody in there? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, it's during a time when they were doing renovation. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, anybody that knows anything about renovations, you'll know that there can be a lot of weird lights and a lot of people walking around. And if you just happen to catch it from the wrong side and you're looking at it through the window, it, it can look like something like that. Well, he, but he lived there. Yeah, but he's not going to be watching this, the, the window 24 seven to see who's going in and who's coming out. He's just That's assuming. No, but night. he would not necessarily though. Like he, like he would go and like talk to the people over there and like ask, like, you know, are there people doing work up there? Like what, you know, going on if there were people there. Um, and I mean, it was kind of easy to see like there, you know, like there wasn't necessarily anybody in the room and then the lights are going on and off. Doesn't mean there, you know, there, there's could be explanations, but um, it is pretty creepy footage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yep. when you're talking about renovation of a major, um, well, not a major hotel, but a bigger, a bigger hotel like this. I mean, you're talking several different teams and they don't exactly communicate well with each other. Mm -hmm. You also have to look at the fact of L L.A.'s homeless problem that. Mm -hmm. Uh, homeless people can be virtually invisible, you know, when they uh, find themselves a place they can crash, you know, so. So squatters. Uh, little lights on uh, could be just flashlights going, you know, finding themselves a room for the night or, you know. Makes sense. Yeah, they're creepy They have videos. also seen shadows. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> They've also seen shadows and apparitions in the hotel windows. He saw a man on the balcony smoking a cigar at 2 a.m. in the morning. As it appeared, the man was looking right at him. He moved to another woman, and the man followed him. He was later told no one was in the hotel at the time. So, again, that goes back to your idea of, like, squatters, because, you know, he's going to go out there and smoke a cigarette, and he sees somebody staring at him out the window. Of course, he's <laughs> going to be wanting to see what's going on over there. Yeah, and, I mean, last time that I checked, is squatters don't actually check in when they're going into a place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they That's don't actually, true. like, let it be known. They don't, like, post on Facebook or something, hey, I'm going to be staying here. Well, again, I will just say, again, if you're looking across the way, again, it's not like you can't just see the room. Like, it's not that far away. It's not like, oh, like, I can't quite tell if someone's in there or not. So, um, I mean... Again, especially with things like curtains moving or, you know, um, like it's, it's, you would see that there's somebody there moving it, I would imagine. Speaking now, of ghost adventures, uh, there was a, uh, Mr., uh, Pete actually saw a, a woman standing out of the window like that she was going to jump. He called to her if he asked if she was all right. She stayed in the window, but distractly told him she was fine. He called the police anyway. Turns out that uh, she was an actress filming a recreation of yeah. for the show. That's right. That's right. I do remember oh, that's that. too funny. Yep. Now, I do know that they say that the room where the lady jumped out the window or was pushed out the window, um, supposedly she does haunt the room. And people have seen a lady standing at the window and going out. Mm. Um, so they rush to the window, and when they look down, they don't see her body anywhere. So yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's going back to that residual ghost ar argument that we had the other day. Do you believe that a residual ghost, like a replaying of the, an event that happens every day at the same time or something like that, do you believe that that's actually a ghost, or do you believe that Maybe the walls have some way of recording this or something. I don't know. But um, I'd still call it a ghost. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> Different kind of ghost, but it's a ghost. Yes. But by the way, I, I don't believe that that happens either, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, early radios uh, were made with crystal, you know, so they were able to re yeah. uh, record and produce. And a lot of the limestone and sandstone, that sort of thing. Mm do have crystals inside of them that's just uh just a, just a theory mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah no i definitely believe that a like i believe energy is all around us everything is made up of energy so to me there's no reason why a as you call it a digital recording couldn't be 
you know, held in mm-hmm. to that energy of that building of whatever right. happened. So if you look at it that way, then. <laughs> yeah, I still don't believe that that happens even, but I'm just saying if, if we're looking for possible explanations, I would definitely want to explore that more then. Mm. Yes. Let's see. Sorry for the delay. No, no problem. Um, also, Pete did visit room 1419 where Ramirez stayed, claiming, I definitely felt like I was being watched, which was freaky. As soon as he left the room, he heard the wind howl. It was very eerie. Ooh. That could easily be explained. Um, that window Old open. Building that wind blowing through them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, hello, I'm here listening. Just got nothing to say. It's really creepy case, though. It is. I would agree with that. It's that it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for joining us, Raymond. Um, also, Shelly says the Amy, Amy Price interview was weird. She was a manager there. She was also all over YouTube, and the interview was looked at by body language experts. I have not yeah. seen that one. I'm going to have to check that out. That's in the Netflix series, I believe. It is. That. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. talk about that. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Creepy. I will definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. One sec. My screen is doing wonky things. I guess <laughs> the energies that are being pulled up talking about this are retaliating. <laughs> well, Rebecca, you found that one YouTuber, right? Well, yeah, that? that's uh, Pete. Oh, that's Pete. Yeah, that okay. she's been talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's yeah, there's been other investigations. Um, did you guys read about Chris Starr? She did a YouTube. That was a YouTube video that she did an investigation for like 30 minutes. Um, they did a spirit box and the, they recorded about it saying um, Elisa Lamb. That's what they say. So, Interesting. I don't know. That's one yeah. of those things like I hate though because whenever they play a spirit box thing. They give you what they think it says. Mm-hmm. And so your brain hears it. Like immediately. Right. You know no, what I, I totally mean? Like I like it that. better when they play it first and mm-hmm. like you hear what you want to hear and then be like, and this is what we think it's saying. You know? yeah, right. there's, a, there's a Stone Temple Pilot song that at one time somebody pointed out that it sounded like he was saying, feeling like a ham and mustard shake. And now whenever I hear that song, that's all I hear now is feeling like a ham and mustard shake. <laughs> well, Ozzy yeah. Osbourne for years did not like uh, Jimi Hendrix because he uh, said oh, yeah. in Purple Haze, it said, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah. <laughs> in other Ozzy news, he's leaving the country because he says it's too weird here. So I heard that, yes. Yeah. Well, he can... Yeah, I I originally heard that they were leaving because the taxes were so high in in California. That makes much more sense. Yeah. But he's the prince of darkness and he can't handle a little weirdness. I don't know. I know. I remember (laughs) one of my friends was like, when Jack Osborne started doing all these paranormal shows, she's Mm -hmm. like, I would have never thought of Jack Osborne doing paranormal. And I'm like, hello, his dad's the prince of darkness. Exactly. (laughs) She's like, oh, yeah. The funniest one was the Robert the Doll episode where where he took Ozzy to see Robert the Doll. That was that was hysterical to me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Gotta love Ozzy. He's one yeah. of the Sharon. Yes. I love that he can laugh at himself. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw the show they did last year, the Osborne's We Wanna Believe, where mm. Jack was trying to convince them that paranormal really exists. And he was asking Ozzy, he's like, so dad, have you ever experienced this? He's like, yeah, one time when I was, when I was really high. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Wait, Ozzy does drugs? No. He did. He did. (laughs) Supposedly he's clean now. Sharon's got him pretty clean now. Yeah. Yeah. But it was hilarious. And the little well, dog. He's uh, uh, high on other drugs to take care of all those other drugs that uh, he messed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of like when you're saying about like the YouTube, I remember um, Patty Negri. She's uh, a psychic 
who we actually had on our show about a year ago. Mm. And she, um, I was watching her on Facebook and she was doing a Facebook live where she was with her friend and she was, she wanted to take her friend to see the Stanley because her friend had never been there. So she's like, I'm going to call them and tell them that I left something there when we did the investigation. So she calls them and they're like, um, we'll get you, we'll get back with you in a few minutes or whatever. So supposedly when she's on video, she, her phone rings, she answers it. And supposedly they're telling her to come on in and you see the doors actually open up. So at that time she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and end the video now because we're going to go in and, you know, check mm -hmm. out the place. Well, about 10, 15 minutes later, she came back on live and said that as they were walking around, supposedly somebody came up to her and said, what are you doing here? This is private property. Nobody's allowed on the, on the grounds. And she's like, well, they, you know, they called me and told me that I could come in because I forgot something. And they're like, nobody called you. I'm oh, the only wow. one here and I didn't call you. Now, if that was just, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if she came back and said that just for effect or if it really happened. But yeah. Wow. Interesting. Oh, I hate to interrupt. Uh, Raymond, it was called The Osbournes. We want to believe. Yes. Not that we're affiliated, but if you check out mm -hmm. Discovery Plus, they have it on there and you can check it out. It's it's really good. It was, Anything it with was, the Osbournes is usually pretty fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Haunted, Haunted Haven't Ooh. seen that one yet. That's the first one he did, I think, that Jack Osborne mm, first okay. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, that was so, the one with the Robert the Doll one, I believe. Right. Yeah, yeah. Highway, yeah. yeah. They were traveling. Yeah. 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 Now, the rooms that are supposedly haunted is uh, Ramirez's room. They've, I know they've gotten a lot of EVPs there and a lot of weird things happening, like you said, about feeling like you're being watched. Um, people have been, I don't know, so many different stories. Things moved around. Um, also, Elisa Ram's, Lamb's room, supposedly she had haunts it. Um, as I mentioned before, the eighth floor where Julia Francis Moore jumped to her death. Mm -hmm. um, also, the room where the lady was assaulted. There's been things that have happened there. And room 506, where Alicia Lamb was supposedly staying before she disappeared. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, that's. Um, that's pretty much all the information that I have other than, you know, like, like I said, the things that have been reported by different people seeing things when nobody's supposed to be there. Um, there's one creep there. The creepiest thing for me mm -hmm. is something that like actually happened. And then it also supposedly continues to happen in like a spooky way. So, mm -hmm. you know, she was found in the water mm -hmm. tank. And one of the things that was happening was people's water was like mm -hmm. weird. Like when that happened, like they interviewed people that like were sitting there and they're like, yeah, the water was like, wasn't like red. It wasn't like blood, you know, but it was like kind of like a weird, it was brown and it wasn't coming out right and everything. And it's just because obviously there was a body decomposing in the water tank. And tasted well, funny too. Tasted yeah. funny, like I like yeah. honestly, like literally, I would have to like have something happen in my brain where I just like wouldn't ever think about that like, ever. Mm -hmm. Like I just like if I mm -hmm. found if I found out that's what it, that I was drinking. Like, I'm with just, you on like, that. Exactly I would not, right. I would, not <laughs> I would just need to, you know, yeah. Anyways, um, but supposedly since then, people will experience that brown water like something weird happening and then they'll call in maintenance to fix it and they'll be like oh yeah this happened but like it's not anything like it's not like there's not like a like it's a paranormal thing so you're saying like you have residual water residual water <laughs> <laughs> well i mean to me i would think that that would still be because I don't know, maybe something's still caught up in the pipes, but then again, well, it's I think been... by now they've, yeah, yeah, no, hopefully, but I don't know. And I don't <laughs> want to drink the water there. Well, I will say that night. it's probably really old pipes and there's probably rust in there too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Again, though, don't drink the water. 
So it's like going to a it's like going to a foreign country. Just avoid the water altogether. Definitely avoid it. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so that was my that's my one last creepy thing that I remember from (laughs) researching that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we do kind of come to the time where we have to debate whether this is uh, fact or BS. <laughs> so, so we'll go ooh. to uh, Rebecca. Fact or BS? Ooh. Well, again, I well, I don't necessarily believe that Elisa Lamb's death was paranormal. Um, I do think that it's haunted. I do think that there. I mean, there's just too many weird, you know, deaths and uh, and just violent things that have happened there, and violent people that have stayed there that are drawn to it. Um, you know, uh, people that investigate definitely hear things, see things, you know, it's just one of those, there's just a lot of reports. So for me, I do land on haunted, even despite, you know, not being a total, like a conspiracy theory person with um, Elisa. Yes. I, I think some of it's true. Um, Again, with Lisa, or Elisa, I'm sorry. I do, my gut tells me foul play was involved. Um, I could be wrong, but that's just something my gut's been telling me through the years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just so many things oh. that even if she was having a psychotic episode, so many things to me don't add up. Um, so I definitely think foul play was involved. As for the hauntings, I'm with you that I definitely believe it is haunted. Um, I don't believe that everything that has been seen as ghosts because like you said it could be uh, squatters it could be workers but things that people have experienced while they're actually visiting the hotel yeah I definitely believe stuff is going on at that point personally that's just my thought Um, Shelly says she'd be interested to learn about the ley lines of the location I mean Mm. it is in LA so yeah yeah. It is in LA. They have a lot of earthquakes, so it's possible. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Pat, fact or BS? <laughs> well, of course, BS. Um, <laughs> of course, it is. You know. So, I mean, the thing is, is that this hotel has been open for a hundred years almost, and uh, given its current location. And through the hard times that it's seen in that hundred years, like the Great Depression and various other things, um, yeah, there's going to be deaths associated with it. it. It just that's what happens in hotels. A lot of times, people go into a hotel to commit suicide, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Cecil has a it's cheap, and they can get in there um, really easily. It's just given the the area given everything involved the deaths are not unexplainable to me they they all are explainable um and all of the you know i saw this in the windows it it's a lot of i i don't remember how many floors it is but it's a pretty big hotel um and it's very old looking um because it's made to look that way so i think that that adds to people's want and desire for the spookiness i just I I call BS on the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's uh, down to me. It's uh, two to th- uh, two to one, and mm-hmm. I'm going to call it BS because, like yes. you said, Pat, uh, basically <laughs> it is an o- old hotel. You've got old pipes, old rigging to get the wind running through there, that sort of thing. And also, the stories kind of build up. I saw so and so jump out the window. Oh, you know, it's the mentality type situation where, you know, you want to be scared. So you jump at every little shadow you see and hear these, these uh, nasty ghost stories of, you know, Rich Ramirez supposedly lived in this apartment right here back in the day. And we all know what Richard Ramirez was. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a buildup of a, of a sham pretty much. Yeah. I mean, tragedy has happened there, though. I will say that, but I don't think it adds up to anything, though. <laughs> well, there you go. Again, you know, yeah. it's hard to, hard to come to an answer. Yeah. Agreed. But I enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Always fun. 
Victims drawn there and killers drawn there, not meeting, but following their darkness. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah. That's that's a thought to ponder. Creepy. But is it dark because of paranormal activity or is it dark because of the way that the building was made? And it when it was first so made, it draws it had a bunch psychic of energy. Yes. 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 Agreed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's not what I said. Thank you, though, Rebecca. But it was made with marble and stained glass, actually, when it was first made. Right. Um, or is it so, like the uh, the Japanese suicide forest where people just kind of feel like I gotta go commit suicide there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Shelly wouldn't stay the night there, but I would. <laughs> if anybody I wants would. to, you know, um, you know, send us some money, then I would go stay there then. Yes. Yeah, uh, don't drink us, the water. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't send know if we mentioned ticket too, you know, and we'll, we'll yeah. do a round trip ticket there and we'll uh we'll actually stay in uh what was it? That's true. We'll spend we'll we'll not sleep. We'll bring our own water and Fort let's we'll stay in fourteen oh two, everybody. That's the yeah. room where Ramirez was in. Oh no! I do agree with Rebecca, though. I am bringing my own water when I go there. Definitely. <laughs> right. Just gonna say. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yes. Nope. There's nothing. Nothing mm -hmm. that would make that okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You take the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know if we mentioned this on air or if it was when we were chatting before. Uh, but if we didn't, for those of you who are curious about what the plans are for it now, it has been, they're, they're working on opening it up for low-income housing. But the catch is, it's going to be, from what I hear, I could be wrong, but this is what I heard on TikTok, that it was going to be a million dollars per room, per room. Totally affordable. Yeah, apartment. yeah. yeah totally. I, I was yeah. just, I, I did look up an article and it's, it was saying like, it was like a, like a thousand something. And then they were subsidizing actually quite a bit of it, but oh, it is okay. weird. They're actually having trouble. This is a weird part though, regardless, because who knows, like maybe it was a million dollars to renovate each room and then they didn't do it or whatever. But it sounded like there's even with that, that they're having trouble renting the rooms. Mm -hmm. Right. like getting people to apply and like actually be there which is weird like if if you know if it is affordable like why you know not stay there so and i, I wonder know. if it's just a section of the hotel too i think so they've always yeah. done sections of it yeah it's a big big place yeah, yeah. according to, uh to uh, my notes here the hope and hotel did reopen uh on december 14th 2021 and pete mm. showed up for the river cutting of as course soon as it was he open did. to the public, but was promptly uh, escorted out. Oh, housing <laughs> trust uh, insists that the ceremony was invite only and that he was trespassing. Ooh, really? Yes. Man. He brought them more attention wow. than. But they won't cut this guy a break, though. Jeez. No. Wow. Yeah, he says that he believed it was because they recognized him from his videos, and he says they just came up to me and kicked me out. Aww. I got threatened, and I don't really understand why exactly that was. Yeah. Mm. So they're hiding right. something. Yeah, right? Mm. Right? <laughs> or they just don't want YouTube attention anymore. So right. uh, Maybe. Yeah. there you go. So that brings us to the shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Where can our uh, listeners find you if they want to check out? ghostly podcast oh well i mean the best place to find us is on ghostlypodcast.com um that will take you everywhere that we're at but we're all on we're on the social medias as ghostly um and um or i believe we're on the social medias as ghostly podcast and we do have a youtube channel that we don't do videos currently but are hoping to expand to that uh, we're on all the places you can listen to podcasts Anywhere awesome. you listen, we're there. We're we're even on LinkedIn. Oh, we are. We're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, all the podcast players, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. And um for the month of October, we always like to do we, we normally come out every other week. Um, but for October we always like to pick a theme and we do weekly episodes. And this year the theme is haunted cemeteries. So starting this week, we've got um Graceland Cemetery in Chicago is our episode, and then we'll have um 
uh, three more throughout the month. So we're excited. It's a busy month. I mean, it's, oh, it's the month. Busy, yeah. It's October. It's the season. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we actually have a spooktacular this month, too. We'll be coming out with some spooky episodes ourselves. So make sure you all tune in for the month of that. And why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us? You can find us on skepticsidekick.com. Or, uh, you can contact us at info at Skeptic Sidekick. And uh, we also do have a Facebook, uh, Skept- the Skeptic Sidekick. Uh, we're also on Twitch as the Skeptic Sidekick. And uh, we have Twitter and Instagram if you want to uh, drop us a note. Yes. And, and we um, do, uh, do have one simple, simple, simple request. Just one, two, three, four... Five stars on Apple Podcasts would really help us out, you know. <laughs> yes, definitely. If you get a chance, rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We can learn from the good as well as the bad. So no holds barred on reviewing. Uh, just keep it nice. Keep it clean. That's all we ask. And we do read the reviews on air. So that might be a way for you all to get a shout out. Um, also, speaking of Facebook, I do want to mention we do have our group, the Skeptic Psychic, um, which is a private group where we hang out and share our thoughts. And so we welcome everybody to join there. Some great people in that group. Our fellow listeners tonight are in that group with us, and we appreciate mm-hmm. their support. And anything else before we close out tonight? No, I just want to thank you so much for having us on your birthday episode. And again, happy birthday. Happy 22nd birthday. We really, we've really appreciated um, connecting with you guys and talking with you. Thank you for joining us. Um, It really means a lot that y'all took the time because I know y'all are really busy. So it means a lot that y'all took the time to be here with us tonight. Is this the best birthday present ever? Of course. <laughs> yes, thank well, you, it was Shelley. definitely a fun. It was definitely it's a this is a this is a fun topic. You picked a good one. So, thank you. Yeah. Yes. And as usual, um good night everybody and sweet dreams and unpleasant nightmares. <laughs> thank you, Raymond. <laughs> good night everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye everyone. Thank you.